All right. Hannah Butler, correct? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, so, uh, I don't know how I first knew who you were, really. Um, I think I just saw you doing journalism work. Well, I remember reaching out to you because you had issues with your gym and stuff. Yes. And I was going to uh, yes, go yes. over that. And so, but then I... We ended up, yeah, we ended up moving. I think I knew who you were before that because of, of just like articles and stuff that you're publishing because unfortunately some of those like rallies and things that happened downtown, Oh um, yeah, which maybe we could talk (laughs) about later on, but, um, that's kind of, I'd seen, um, I'd seen like basically you covering some of that stuff. Oh yeah. Like the Nazi stuff. (laughs) Yes. So no, no other way to put it really. But, uh, but maybe we can talk about that, uh, here in a bit, but, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of how you got on my radar and then you did reach out, which I've been joking with people. I'm like, all right, local government, like forced me out of my neighborhood (laughs) and then the state government closed me down. Like yeah. the week, the month that I moved, but <laughs> that's, that's all right. So we're, we'll get back on track soon. Plus I'm doing like all my, uh, college classes online right now, which is like super convenient. Mm-hmm. Right. Get to get to sit in here. Right. So like I was working all morning on chapter six, the constitution. Nice. Yeah. I guess. Sounds, that sounds very interesting. It's super interesting to me. Yeah. So, you know, but, uh, so you're usually the one doing the interviewing. Right? Yeah. Uh, have you given a lot of interviews? Like podcasting? Every single day. Uh, okay. No, no, no. Not like podcasting, but like I give interviews every single day because I mean, that's how you get the sources for your articles is just interviewing mm-hmm. people. And I was like, <laughs> I was uh, joking with a few friends about coming on here because I was like, you know, I do interviews every single day and people will say to me, you know, like, um, like please take all out all of the ums and uhs and that kind of stuff and i'm like obviously i'll do that nobody wants to read an article but they'll always say stuff about like how they'll be so nervous about being interviewed and then i got asked to be on here um and i was like oh my gosh i'm actually nervous for this some people are super (laughs) nervous i think about the video element right Mm -hmm. but actually like a way larger percentage of my listeners are not viewers they're mm-hmm. listening uh, it on the like Apple Podcast and or Stitcher, uh, Podbean. So like I get thousands of listens on those platforms. I actually get like the fewest views combined total if you looked at my videos on Facebook and YouTube. Hmm. It's always about double that on the audio side. So, but like some people when they come on, they're like, no video, <laughs> audio only. Uh, it's my, my buddy who's a professor. He's that way. And I'm just like, dude. Really? Uh, it's just, some people are like, I think it's a generational thing too. Yeah. But may, maybe not. Maybe it's, maybe it's people like, you know how like public speaking's weird? Yeah. Like maybe it's like that, but like, uh, like magnified. Well, I don't know because it's like, I find that more adults are more nervous than like college students because I, before I worked at the Courier, I was doing stuff with our college newspaper and so I would ask people to interview take photos whatever and they'd be like sure yeah no big deal and like even now I find that like they're less nervous about that kind of stuff but I find more adults are like oh my gosh you know don't like make me look bad and all of this that's so, that's <laughs> Which so is weird. weird like I guess I guess maybe it is like public speaking like because I, I remember this like obviously like I teach at the gym yeah I teach 
in the in the college classroom. So like, but I remember when I, I first taught college class, I was like, uh, this is weird. It just like it made me nervous. It reminded me when I defended my master's thesis to like a small crowd. But it just like was super nerve wracking, and then like really all the times I presented in college, like mm-hmm. st- like um, just different classes when I was a graduate assistant or whatever, I would like present lectures in class sometimes, and it would it would. But now I'm just like, and I was always kind of comfortable real real soon rather uh, teaching at the gym. But I think just like being on video, I remember the first podcast I did and the first video I did of, on the gym YouTube, which yeah. had like 500 videos on there. I felt super weird about like doing like putting it out there and and then like a whole lot of my friends like that don't want to like they're like super creative but they yeah. don't want to like create because of maybe these barriers like you mean they they're afraid to create because of the like public response uh, sort of well or? perceived or just like the stigma of like having something out there permanently that you know might not seem perfect to you um or good enough uh, or just like the overall like paranoia of like i think people don't want to be on video and they could produce some good videos right. it's like everybody has a phone and like I yeah did videos on my phone the other day well it's always so intimidating at first but like I don't know. It's a good way to track your progress. I think especially now. I mean, especially now that like social media is so saturated, like or oversaturated, I guess, um, that like maybe people are probably not going to pay that much attention. You know, exactly, like I think you yeah. make a bigger deal out of it in your head. You got to really be like a, a really largely established brand. And I get like uh, hate comments sometimes on like older uh, podcast, like an older podcast one time mm-hmm. or different things I, and like i don't really care i'm just like oh, whatever right i mean you were first starting out so like like because i have so know. i have so much content out there now that it's just like uh, and i don't have really the time or energy or like i'm just not going to dedicate my emotions to getting wrapped up in that right or arguing right. with somebody in the comments i kind of man that's what i hated about that whole city thing that that you mentioned earlier is just like getting caught up in like a big argument basically yeah that it's like for my own economic well-being really of like hey i own this land like i, I should be able to yeah. build on here because there's a crack uh crack house across the street there what are you doing about that nothing Right. So it was just a, but I hated having to like do all that to make videos, to to like raise awareness, to have meetings with the mayor and, and stuff like that, because the, the progress we were getting was slow. We ultimately would have resolved it over like a six month period, but fortunately, like we were just able to leverage and move. And like now with the new gym, I'm going to do a ton of broadcast out of there with videos for the gym. The podcast too is all going to be under the same roof. That's really nice. Yeah. I mean, is it, I don't know, just from pictures and everything I've seen, and it looks like really big. Like, it's like so much, because I've been in the old, you know, old Forza. Yeah, it's huge. Um, Twice the size of the old gym. That's nice. But, uh, like, everything has its own room. Mm -hmm. So, like, fitness kickboxing, 20 bags, its own room, its own mat space. Then we have like two big mat spaces in front, kind of like what you had at the old gym, mm-hmm. but they're kind of divided by a bag rack of like seven bags and some, some boxing bags and stuff like that. And then there's a, a really big room for yoga and then there's my, the podcast studio. Yeah. So, which um, while we're sitting here podcasting is getting 
uh, remodeled. So that was like the last room that yeah. we boxed it in. There was like a little, an odd little room off to the side of the building that like went to the main. And I, we could have kind of purposed it as a lobby, but it wouldn't allow us to do right. as much at the mat. So we boxed it in and it has an exit straight in and out, uh, a glass front door. So it's like, now it's just this huge room that has a glass front exit just only to the outside. Right. So you can't access it from the gym. Hmm. So it's going to be super awesome. That's that's pretty cool. Are you like, do you have to, um, were you able to go ahead and move in it even though there was like, you still had remodeling and stuff? Uh, we did you? the remodeling for like five weeks. Oh, okay. It's already all done. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, we're still, do, we're still touching up on a bunch of stuff though. Like, mm-hmm like tiny little projects like I, I had one of my guys in there working uh that does boxing he was in mm-hmm. there working yesterday and today so all right it's exciting that's that is pretty cool i'm excited for you guys especially after all that trouble with getting oh, it there no, it's and, such a I major mean, relief to and be. like you were saying earlier like it kind of sucks that this is all happening after you know you guys just got in there it but. is but like i mean it's unfortunate but it's like we just have to work in different ways right now right of like providing um like all digital content mm-hmm. that's the goal like, well, I mean, uh, so yeah we i mean that was what we were talking about the other day like you know how do you how do you try and get still keep monetization and luckily like you said that uh there are people who are already like yeah go ahead and just um get yeah. me in another membership or whatever it, it, there's so yeah there's people up that, upgraded their memberships okay. and stuff like that just be like hey and like all these people that's like i want to like you know i don't want to voice any discontent about what's going on really like on social media right because people be like because like they told the gyms to close Mm -hmm. uh, you know uh before they've made things stricter since and uh everybody's like are you okay (laughs) i'm like uh yeah i'm super busy though Uh, because i am i'm just like really this like what this is good uh in certain ways if i were to look at policies like allows me to um basically convert all three of the sections i'm teaching right now to all online classes for the future in in my college classes which will free up more time Mm -hmm. ultimately so that's great uh so that gives me an opportunity to do that whereas like imagine creating an online class during the normal semester when i'm teaching five face-to-face classes and running the gym right it's not a thing like my boss wants it to be a thing it's not yeah like and they're just like yeah here is we it's the middle of the semester develop this online course and i'm like that's yeah. impossible no i've seen a lot of people be really frustrated about all of this that's happening but at the same time like there are positives i mean for one, I feel like there are a lot of people who are being really understanding right now. And so... Yeah, people aren't like, freaking out as much, yeah. too, I feel like. I feel like the hysteria has died down a little yeah. bit in the commu- on the community level. Yeah, it's like finally people are like, okay, this is what we're having to deal with right now, so that we're going to adapt with it. Um, and then second, I've just seen people who are like, you know, this sucks, but I really need a break. And, you know, or... People, people kind of <laughs> are or were, I feel like, treating it like a snow day for a minute. They're like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's some time off. It's like a Saturday every day type mm-hmm. situation. I mean, I get that. I do want to... Um, I am working though, like, mm-hmm. but I want to get back to work. Like, I want my, right. <laughs> I want my regular schedule to resume. Like, like I can't go exercise at the same areas. Like, yeah, that was like a major part. Like, I ran three and a half miles yesterday, but mm-hmm. 
I just, uh, I want to do more than that. No, I feel the same way. Like I was saying that there are people who are saying that I really need the break, but for me, it's not changing. Like, um, so the courier is finally working from home. We started doing that, I guess, officially Friday. And so Friday I was like, okay, 30, like this is, this is what I'm doing, you know, and just worked all day. And, um, but like, I'm like you, like I need, I really like the schedule and routine to like keep me, you know, where I'm, where I need to be. Like, I don't like, I don't like mixing my environments as much. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Well, like for me, location is a big thing in writing. (laughs) Like it, I know some people who can sit down and just write wherever. But for me, like if I don't have like the elements I need to write it just messes up the whole process yeah it's weird like it's weird to, for me to like uh because now like this is it like, these are all my class stuff oh we got some jujitsu stuff over yeah there too you know so like every every one of my activities is taking place either in the kitchen in there or here mm-hmm. so um and that's kind of what i've been doing is like rendering video in there right while i edit text in here yeah and record well like for me i live in a i live in vista (laughs) and so i have a super small apartment and uh i told my boss i was like i'm gonna have to like i need my desktop from work at my house because otherwise i'm not gonna i need to separate my spaces like so like i'll have my laptop for school and you know like any freelance stuff i do you should be able to check that out right what your your desktop you're saying you needed it did, yeah, I needed so you, it. Oh. So you checked it out, right? Yeah, my boss was like, okay, I will come and set it up at your apartment. Great. And so he did that, which was awesome. He's great. Do you know Joshua Michon? Mm, I don't think so. Does oh, he know okay. me? I don't know. I don't know if he knows like, you. It, okay, <laughs> here's a funny, like I like a bunch of people know who, who Cora and I are for hmm. whatever reason, right? And like, I can't remember every, like I have 150 college students. Plus, right like all of us like we have 200 students at the gym and like just the churn of like students per semester or like over time but like me and one of the assistant instructors from the gym were uh going to quiznos like dennis and robert mm-hmm. great stop and uh I, and i just seen somebody i knew and he's like bro you know everybody and i was like no 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 i don't know <laughs> that guy over there he's like a this random dude just sitting like right. we're like like the lines like outside the seam all the uh-huh. and he's like sitting at the table and um i was like i don't know that guy over there and then that guy's like brian <laughs> hey and i was like ah yeah what's up man i don't know who you are it was super weird but i didn't know who he was like i still don't know who he was but he was like talking to me about current events yeah. but that's another thing is like so many people see just us on social media mm-hmm. like this girl that's friends with cora that they went to took classes together in college at tech is married to this guy that i work with huh and they like Con- connected all this in some weird way through Facebook. That's crazy. And and now like me and that dude are like, what's up, man? Well, it's really weird because like for even when we're not working at home, like we'll do a lot of phone interviews. So I've talked to a lot of people in the community. I just yeah. might not have met them. So yeah, it's good. it's kind of um it's kind of weird to me when they're like, oh, you know, I'm I'm this person. You have talked to me several times before as a source, and I'm like. 
okay like it's hard for me to register that this person that you know i've talked to you over the phone is just i don't know yeah i know that's got to be weird being like a so you are technically a reporter yeah a journalist like peter yeah. parker that's what i that's what i say but you know yeah. i mean i even when i'm part-time i'm like still doing the same amount of work as full-time so like it you know how i say so you are still a student yeah undergraduate yes uh what year like how how long have you been going i yeah i have about a year left i'm a junior right now okay that's cool cool see that's like i was saying i had um like uh billy reader mm-hmm. professor of journalism then right. stormy graduate student so you're an undergraduate in that same program technically am, am i the youngest person that I, you've had on how the, old are you i'm 20 mm. I don't know. I've had I've had some people that are uh, that are younger, like earlier twenties. Okay. I'm only thirty two. Is that old to you? No. Okay. Good. <laughs> but uh, I was just like, I was just scrolling through what you had done on my Apple podcast, and I was like, I wonder if I'm. I just wondered. If I, I have a lot of professors person. on for sure. Yeah. But like I have I have just a lot of different people on. I will sit down with just about anybody. Yeah. Because that's kind of like the like I do a bunch of different shows. Uh, like on different topics right. but like just the life unraveled episodes which is what this is is just like could be anyone anything any topic uh but then i have like more focused like history topics like mm-hmm. we did a history unraveled right. yesterday so well i mean that's the thing about people is that they'll always surprise you like that's one of the biggest <laughs> things i've learned in journalism like you know i'll write a few questions down when i'm about to interview someone but that interview will never go the way I think it is because I don't know, people just yeah. surprise you. <laughs> yeah, funny. for sure. And like, I, I like sitting down like with just a bunch of dis- different demographics of people. Like I want to have more like trades people on, mm-hmm. on the show because like, I, I'm just like interested. Like I feel like, uh, when I see podcasts, people just have like intellectuals on. Right. Right. But I mean, to say that somebody who is a master at their craft and mm-hmm. carpentry or woodworking or electrical or engineering. Um, and I've had a couple engineers on the podcast, but you know, just like to get people from all walks of life. Right. Right. That's kind of like the overarching goal of this show. Right. And that's, that's super available when and where I'm at too, mm-hmm. you know, just like Russellville, Arkansas. But um, I've, we've had a bunch of cool uh, guests, like a UFC fighter has been mm-hmm. on the show, Bryce Mitchell. Um, have you heard of Have you heard of Bryce? I know nothing about your world. UFC <laughs> fighting. <think> so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so well, you know, it's on ESPN and stuff. Uh-huh. So you know, who knows? Uh, the, there's um, who's the sports reporter? Do you are you familiar with any like national reporters in I sports? Mean, like know them or yeah there's this african-american guy like steven Mm. anyway he he doesn't train martial arts but he comments on the ufc now okay and everybody hates him because he doesn't know what he's talking about (laughs) hopefully that doesn't happen to you right they're just like hey you're hired (laughs) you're commenting on jiu-jitsu now And, and you're like what yeah but that guy like he like says like the stupidest shit ever to people that know what they're talking Mm -hmm. what he's talking about and it's just like oh yeah that's kind of annoying well like i don't know commentators are (laughs) yeah that is a little bit of a different uh realm i suppose than like you know writing articles and right you know things like that 
Uh, so do you give, uh, do you do uh, like video at all or are you just all like basically written publication or? No, I really want to get into that kind of stuff too. Mostly just because I feel like I need to have some skills in each specification. You know what I mean? So that way I'm more hireable. You know, yeah. I'm more experienced and skilled. So I'd really like to get into that. I just don't really know where to start. Um, you know. But I think it could be fun. Like I, I love doing photography and that kind of stuff. So yeah, there is nice. that is like there's so many cool subsets of of journalism, like with yeah. photography, writing, blogging, uh, podcasting. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that is uh, is a historian. That's kind of why I got into all this. Right, is like preserving, trying to preserve like what I got going on right now. Yeah, and. Uh, you know with what i'm doing with my history classes like that's i'm super pumped about that because it takes so much time to like record every individual lecture yeah for all the classes i'm teaching but now like i have to do it but i get to do that instead of being in my office instead of being uh teaching class face to face and just do it running right <laughs> which i'm oh like i joked with uh uh jeff woods this guy the other day i was like this is what i've been training for <laughs> all right but it, it, i am super set up so yeah well, like, talking about preserving history and stuff, I mean, that's basically what this kind of stuff is about. And it's super cool on your podcast or, like, even some of the stuff that I do on the at the Courier is that, like, some of, the, some of these people are just, you know, average people. I mean, it, you know, they're ex- cool people, but it's not like they're going on National Geographic or Time or something, you know. And so it's and like you get to document. about it, too, getting into <laughs> stuff. That's yeah. But anyway, it's still cool that, you know, you get to document people that, you know, we all know in the community and everything. Yeah, that I've got such I like a laundry list. I don't get I haven't been. OK, so I had a kind of a downturn in the podcast. I've been doing several more. So like I was only doing them with like friends on the weekend and stuff. Right. Uh, while we were moving. Like mm-hmm. so it's like a two month plus period where like I did like three total podcasts. Um, but uh ultimately getting centralized at the gym will free up more time having online classes next semester will free up and i have like three days a week that i have carved out where i can do podcasts throughout the week like monday wednesday friday two o'clock start time um and that was what i was doing before we moved and i was cranking out like two or three a week so and that's that's roughly what i'm gonna be doing like we're gonna try and do uh I do a music unraveled show where I like, mm-hmm. listen to albums and stuff like that, but we're going to do these tiny desk concerts. Oh, cool. As well, right. So that's going to be, be really another neat. component of the show. So, well, okay. Let me ask you something. So, and I, I'm sure somebody's asked you that this before or like said something on your Facebook, but you're clearly like a really motivated guy. Like, I'll see your post every single day that'll be like, I woke up and I just like, I did a podcast and I like ran three miles and like, I, I don't know. I did all of this stuff. Like, how do you like just uh, be motivated you like know, that? Different like, sources, honestly, like, um, I have like, like it, if you just picked like a topic, like, um, education or like, I, I like, I have this commitment to learning for like different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, like right now I have this like big, bigger commitment to my health uh, for like a variety of reasons one like I stopped competing like three years ago and I was I was just like didn't really do much mm-hmm. 
And then also, um, so like I got out of shape and I was just kind of like coasting, teaching my classes. I'm still learning, getting better in jujitsu because I have these lifelong learning strategies going on and getting better at martial arts and continuing to do that and teaching and being involved and growing there. But just like getting like physically not as healthy as I should have been. Like my diet was not as good. I was not, I was not exercising because I was just like, oh yeah, I'm like this history professor and this jujitsu guy and I got just like, I work out at the gym, but I was not really working out at the gym very much. Hmm. I was just like teaching class. You know? Right. Because it's like end of the day after I've taught, like been at the university for six hours and had an hour drive time mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, I was just like, wiped out you know so like then i wasn't exercising so then i just got my shit together and started getting up at four and started exercising from five ish to six ish usually coming back to my house or before i go to the gym like having extra time to like uh do all these things like clean up my house or like just like learn stuff i don't know like listen to books like i've done like 38 books this year right but also like uh like around like november my dad had this like pretty uh like serious heart attack and like my mom has a heart condition too so Mm -hmm. i was just like i'm gonna be like super fucking healthy it's not gonna (laughs) i'm not gonna be the statistic right of that right so um and too like the last couple of years just because of like i wasn't being active and stuff like i got like horribly sick hmm. horribly i probably had coronavirus last year <laughs> it's but i did like a could i had a respiratory and they said it was bronchitis but like i don't know if it, it i i had a really hard time with it i was freaking out like panic level huh. about my breathing like couldn't lay down right Oh, it's horrible. But, uh, you know, and then, like, just, like, um, a lot of added stresses from the gym. Like, once uh, since those have been removed, um, and those were things, too, that were keeping me from, like, uh, oh, it was just, like, paralyzing, mm-hmm. you know, honestly, because, like, we just, like, hit this way critical mass point at the old gym mm-hmm. where, like, we were parking people all the way out to Parkway. Right. So, like, super stressful because it's, like, we were, like, standing room on, like, only all the time. And it's just, it was frustrating because there was, like, literally, like, all right, we're going to build on. They're, like, mm, no. No, you're not. All right. We just, like, came up with all these plans. Came up with all these plans. And the engineers and the architects. And we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, no. No, you're not. And I was, like it's just like this constant stressful back and forth and contradictions of like hey well then what about that building over right. there you know they're they're like on on highway 64 we we're across the street from crack house mm-hmm. you know like like how about that how about we build it just like that and they're like no no <laughs> it was ridiculous so yeah. it was super stressful but now that that's gone and like see if i would have been exercising at that time i mm-hmm. would argue now i would have handled that way better too like just like uh in terms of the amount of stress that mm-hmm. it produced but, yeah you know that's fine i i'm just happy to be where we are and not caught up in any of that like this other business owner friend of mine who deals with uh a lot of businesses said that um, we have this new city planner. It's going to be like 10 times harder. Like what sense does that make? 
Wait, because we have to, a new to like city to planner? get yeah, a new city planner and a new uh, that whole department um, code enforcement. Everything is changing right now, mm. which should be good. Like, but um, they're actually saying like, oh, those guys they weren't strict enough. Okay. We're gonna, we're gonna get some stricter people in there that follow our laws and ordinances more, oh and so like yeah, and, and so there's gonna be zero leniency, zero exceptions. Is what the word on the street is, and like I said, that comes from a friend of mine that also owns a business that works with other businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just like, what what sense does that make? Like I I literally <laughs> as a business owner like. I feel like I have no assistance and it's weird that there there is this like narrative of that right but it's if you're not a business that's in downtown you're outside that narrative so sorry yeah I have um I probably shouldn't speak about it because I'm a reporter but there's a so I didn't really pay attention to like this city county politics until I started working at the Courier you know like I knew I knew about the casino and stuff but then I just like all at once when I started back last May I just dove right into it and I ever since then I am more and more amazed at how (laughs) they handle things I mean or or not handle them at all or not handle them at all thank you (laughs) so I, you know, I just, well, here's the thing, like, that's why um, we have elections, and Yeah. that's why there are term limits, and that's why those people, I mean, those people will get voted out, like you saw the kind of the outcome of the last election. Oh, heck yeah. Which, whatever, you know, like, we'll see what happens now, but mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's interesting because, well, but that's the thing, it's like, I got, I'm just reading about this in my American history class and doing this big presentation on it about like that's why it's set up the way it is mm-hmm. like so we can so we can create these factions and argue right and then honestly produce through all of this all this bullshit and garbage that right. you and I are commenting <laughs> on will produce actually the best result yeah that's actually the theory of our whole government is mm-hmm. that like all of everything we see even though we hate it and it stresses out and it's anxious and this group of Pope County majority and citizens for a better <laughs> for, for a better Pope County over here and, and I'm just like I f- fuck all you guys like uh but I'm, I just want what's best for the community. So what, let's figure out what the will of the be, uh, what's best for the community. Right. And like, I don't agree really um, with a lot of the rhetoric about the casino being like, oh, it's it's morally bad. No, I'm like every casino I ever I've ever been to is a super cool place. I know. Well, I mean, it's just the fact that, and you know, I, I've talked to people who have lived here forever who are like they have not done anything to help our economy. Oh, I <laughs> and know. So like, you know, to to see them just be like, oh my gosh, I cannot put my own personal opinions and face aside for the good of the community. I'm just like, that's your job. That's your job is oh, to yeah, yeah, yeah. make decisions that are good for everyone, w- one not thing- for what's good for. Uh, they, one thing that's blown you. my mind along those lines that's going on is how, you know, you remember the fight for the cannabis um, dispensary? Oh, yes. <laughs> so, um, they are trying to thwart that again. So, let's say it's it's supposed to be on the 2020 ballot for to vote right. on again. So, it was uh, failed 52-48 for recreational last time, but it passed for medicinal. Yeah. So, this time it's going to be up again for recreational. 
and the city of Restaville is charting that, right? Mm-hmm. So they're already like, hey, by the way, if this is passed on a state level, we will follow the federal law. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> because I'm just like, and they're real picky choosy yeah. on what <laughs> when they like to go state or federal. Yep. Yeah, and I was like, man, it's it's, but like I said, the whole theory is that the all of this arguing will produce a better result for the most amount of people. Yeah. And I, I think that's I think that's true because think about all the people that voice their concern and discontent on any issue that has happened in our local community in the last two years. Right. A lot of commentary. Yeah. I mean, to me, it was amazing to see people care that much. <laughs> I mean, really, you know, even I mean, no matter what side they were on, it just was like okay we're gonna you know and some of it was kind of ugly but for the most part like they actually tried to get together and you know make an informed decision on what they actually wanted yeah um because i think at first a a lot of people were like oh no just because we think it's going to be like some by some gas station or like some rinking dink operation like i think after a while people were finally like okay let's actually do something about this and you know and you know a lot of those same people (laughs) voted you know i mean as we saw in the primaries or whatever voted out all the all those jps yeah gone yeah Uh, yeah it it was you know but uh that's like that's the will of the people type stuff it 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 will it will work itself out over time yeah i i like i don't i like i just want there to be like some less turbulent times overall like uh with all the stuff going on with this virus outbreak closing businesses Uh, it's just gonna be nice to to have you know some time to work on other things but uh it's weird yeah it is really weird um people keep saying unprecedented like for for our lifetime yeah you know Mm -hmm. like there's been lots of horrible stuff that have happened things that have happened in the past well, like, I don't know. I keep going back back and forth because it's so it's so horrible for us, but like, you know, for me and like my peers and everything, we haven't experienced something that th- is this bad. You know, like I don't I was like 3 or 4 when 9/11 mm. happened. Yeah, yeah. So See, yeah, so for me it's grade. like, you know, okay, me and everybody else are that is my age is experiencing like something that is going to change the world yeah so yeah so you know how bad do you how bad do you think it's gonna get right so like you think it's gonna get worse than the flu well i mean i i just think it's I believe the governor when he says it's gonna peak in six to eight weeks like i believe and then and then when my a big sign to me, and I know I said it earlier, but was when my boss was like, okay, yeah, I'll help you get, I'll, I'll help you set up my desktop at home. That to me was like, we are not going to come back here for a very long time. Like, I do not expect to go back to work, you know, just in a few weeks. I expect to go work back to work maybe, maybe in the summer, maybe later this fall. Maybe it'll be like the, what do they keep comparing it to, the Spanish flu or yeah, whatever? Yeah, 1918. And so, um, 
like I wonder if it's almost going to be like that where like it cools down during the summer and then we have a an uptick of like cases in the fall I don't I mean I really don't know what's going to happen I just know that I don't think it's going to go away in a few weeks yeah so yeah yeah we'll see like i hope as it does warm up that the the nature of how uh like i think i i I was kind of looking i want to see what the breakdown is in like drier environments on how long it survives i have no clue like arizona and stuff like that you know Mm -hmm. but you know what's like cal like i guess san francisco is the area of california that's the worst like versus like uh, Southern California. Right. But uh, it's really bad in New York, but it's also really cold and wet there. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't really know how weather impacts on it, uh, anything. I don't, I don't feel like I know that really, but. I don't know. I just heard, we'll just uh, you know, just like that basic theory of as, as it does warm up, it, it's propensity to, uh, for people to catch it. I guess yeah. it's lower. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm only a social scientist. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I can't speak on these. It's okay. <laughs> but, yeah. I Yeah, I just want to start having my classes again. I hope that we can start doing that. Uh, I don't know. Oh, well, I mean, it's like everybody's been kind of shortchanged. Yeah. You know. Um, well, and then they thwarted that, um, like, an economic relief package uh in this on the senate up on the yeah floor, I, I saw that so yeah but whatever that <laughs> i i kind of cued in to that it was it was possible and, and i don't know about i don't know about the, all all of the inner dealings because it's still so new right i'm going at, it, that's makes it very hard to keep up with but uh is it kind of uh favored a lot of larger corporations being mm-hmm. helped and i'm like yeah i saw that too yeah it's kind of kind of back to that's the narrative yeah right? like is that as a like i have this other like middle class income over here with my college employment mm-hmm. but with the gym like is being a business owner it's just like and and then also being in that demographic of just like uh you know imagine like i didn't even have the gym i was just a college teacher like i feel like those like there are two individual classes but like i'm a part of both of them but they're both like disenfranchised right the most economically and politically in this country in comparison to um other classes yeah like core and i pay like over 30 percent taxes hmm. that's insane <laughs> like and that's like that's like that's making it you know yeah. what i'm saying like hey we made it now we get to pay 30 percent of our income to the government yeah. it's insane i i have no idea i just I, I have no idea i don't know what's gonna i i wish i knew but i don't and i don't know strange times it is very strange so let's talk about um like what so this this nazi rally situation (laughs) like how long has that been since that happened oh gosh um march of last year i think so um do you remember the jewish guy speaking in the wheelchair with the neck brace yes i grew up with that guy did you really yes his name is pearl wolfson huh i i I I wish I would have interviewed him before he died. Yeah. Uh, but there are some great interviews that exist of him mm-hmm. that AETN did. 
where he tells like the whole story mm-hmm. right so but yeah I, like the he was like the treasurer of the church that i grew up at when i was a kid so that is interesting too he's jewish but he's a christian mm-hmm. so yeah best of both worlds right. you know? <laughs> but um yeah that was uh like uh he was in he was in very poor health at that time yeah uh, from from what i gather but so there was this there was this rally i guess i guess like the messianic jewish church here in town and, and some other organizations were having like a holocaust uh type uh memorial type mm-hmm. uh just what uh, an event mm-hmm. right and um it got protested by so like what like what would you like just fill like fill me in like i, I kind of know roughly what happened but like you were there watching everything um and i wasn't one person i knew um and I mean, I saw videos and stuff. One person I knew was in an old bank having a drink <laughs> and, and saw the, the you know, pe- people getting real upset and stuff. But what, what was it like? What do you mean by what was it like? Just go over what? Yeah, like what? Like, like, how did it make you feel? Like, what did you see? Like, you're an eyewitness account of everything that went down at that particular event, are you not? Yeah, well, the thing about hmm, being. A journalist is that you kind of, or like as far as what I was doing that day, was that you try and block, like, like block off whatever they're saying and everything. Like, so to me, I don't even really remember what they were saying. I just was trying to like photograph the event. Um, but they were, they were basically standing all on. Um, oh, what's that store? It's right. That's right across from downtown that everybody parks at. Right across from the concert venue oh. it's that it's like a hardware hair store or something yeah they were like, like setting yeah. up shop right up there and uh, basically just yelling like holding all of these like you know confederate flags and like nazi flags and then at one point i do remember this they did like tear up like a i think, I think it was like a jewish flag or something and stomped on it and that was that to me was really so awful like in front of them like that was it was something it was something of significance to to it was it was awful and then all of these people who had gathered there for the remembrance uh it was like they were having an event and they were marching and so um they were obviously giving like a really heart really heartfelt speeches and everything and then finally like before the march started they just were yelling back at the the nazis because i mean you know trying to like stop them but you know you can't do that you know it was it was an interesting day and then um they let's see the holocaust remembrance march started and then i think basically the police kind of you know split them up was kind of walking along and then and the nazis (laughs) were were walking like at us like a a distance from them and just trying to keep distance but of course they were yelling back and forth like you know like as the Mm -hmm. march was going on they were just yelling at each other and um and doing all of that so and then um actually met um, a guy from Reuters and a guy that freelances uh, for like time and stuff that 
they were they were photographing the event too and so I'd gotten to know them like through that work and um they were there too and we were just were all like documenting what was going on yeah so like like how like um and, and I know like as journalists you had to kind of like uh turn certain things off right you had to kind of like compartmentalize yeah. things like oh this group's got this going on this group's got this going on but like it but like did you feel conflicted in any way did you, like you did it was like upsetting to you in any way like seeing that stuff go on being there like what is it a is it like an unfortunate part of your job? Like, how did you view all of it, like, on a personal level? Well, it was really hard to uh, to deal with because for a while I would um, – it wouldn't even be just that event alone, but just, like, several of the things they, they would do. You know, I feel like you don't process it as it happens. That's how it worked for me anyway is that, like, I would watch it all go on and I would, like, have it. And then it would be, like, kind of afterwards that I would be, like, I've got to take a day, like, and just – process this because this is <laughs> this is not right like this is not something that it's it's just it's different to process and deal with I mean it just is because for me who's somebody who's never you know witnessed something like that before documenting that you know it was very different to to realize that that was what I was did that lead you to like want to learn more about like what both sides are arguing over did you did you report further on this issue as it developed so my plan originally was is that i was going to okay so this is how it all started so i um so reader actually went to college with a guy named dave holloway and he knew this guy named billy roper who is like the leader of shield wall network or whatever that's around here and um so anyway i started looking at his work and dave dave's work and i was like okay like this is this is an issue and like it's interesting to me that he went out of his way to to document that and so then i think i was last can't remember when but like 55 prison gang white supremacists got busted here do you remember that yes it was a while back ago and so then i was like oh my gosh this is still happening here yeah i mean there are people from atkins and dardanelle and stuff that are committing hate crimes too right right and committing these uh crimes and like this hatred and so for me i was like well this is it sucks that all of these people are like i didn't know about this and so that's that's what got me interested into it was that I was like, okay, like I, I'm with, um, you know, I have journalist abilities. I want to try and uncover that so people know, you know, that this is really serious. And so when I got into it, I realized that <laughs> these guys were just average people, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like to me, when I thought about Nazis before, I thought of them as like, you know, I don't know, like Hitler types, you know, like somebody you would recognize, you know, somebody you would no, you you just look at and you would know by their attire, like their manner, that they were a Nazi. But the thing about these guys is that they weren't. They didn't stick out to you like that. So that was really scary to me because I thought anyone, you know, it's like anyone oh, could be yeah. a Nazi. Well, think about... Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes. And think about this, like, um, think about, like, our Civil War, right? Yeah. Um, so, like, I teach about that. Like, I've been, I, I'm doing a lecture right now about the rise of the Klan in Arkansas during Reconstruction. And, you know, it has some, some shared, uh, 
similarities, but um, I was making a larger point there, but I forgot what it was going to be. It's okay. What what were you saying? Oh, well, I was basically just going to say, so my plan was, is that I was going to, because he, Roper, I had just sent him a few questions, like over email, and then he invited me to this rally in Little Rock. So I was like, I guess I'll go, you know, I don't, so, so I went to that. And so I saw not only, you know, the Nazis like protests and everything, but like, um, Antifa, do you know, like anti-fascist, yes, yes. you know, people. You saw some Antifa members. Yeah. yeah. So they, they were doing that as well. So my plan and this was, in Little Rock, you said? yeah. So my plan was to like, I think, I, I think they were fighting over abortion. That seems like what it was about, but they, that's a, uh, so <laughs> sidebar, that's what I've been saying. Everybody talks shit about Corona. They're like coronavirus this, but abortion deaths that. <laughs> Like I haven't, I haven't seen, seen that yet. Oh, that's everywhere really? in my realm. Yes. Oh, that's like insane. a bunch of people been sharing memes about that. Um, uh, like conservatives, mm-hmm. right? Which, you know, can. Well, like, um, have you seen a lot of conservative? I mean, I don't know how much are in your world, but like I keep seeing conservatives be like, this is the end of times. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, they like, it. here's what I like to point out about that argument. Uh-huh. Think about this. Think about all the wars in the middle East that have really been justified by Christian congregations based yeah. off the idea of this is the prophecy. <laughs> yeah. Like, are you freaking kidding me? Get yeah. out of the middle East. Like, <laughs> exactly. It's insane. Like, oh, it's it's very disturbing to me. You know, as a historian, I was talking to somebody on the podcast the other day about this. I might cut my teeth on that topic. Like mm-hmm. this, this that's going on right now is going to be the next Vietnam War. Really? Yeah. Like in terms of, um, like we don't know. We don't yeah. know what's going on. Like yeah. we're, we're going to. And like there's been more people that have died. It's last longer, yeah. lasted longer. But in the same way that I felt like there was this big delay uh, of or this big sweeping under the rug culturally of that conflict because it brought with it a lot of embarrassment. Yeah. And I think that what we're going to find out about the wars of the Middle East the last 20 years is going to be very disheartening mm-hmm. as it is uh, when that, that enters the consciousness of, of our society. Yeah. It's just going to be another, another cross to bear uh, in terms of uh, like guilt about <laughs> things that we've done all like from uh, civil rights of the African-Americans, disenfranchisement mm-hmm. of women, native Americans, the list goes on. Rural right, and like you've seen already, people who have been, uh, I guess, quote unquote, joking about how like they'll never get the coronavirus, and like they're fit and healthy, so they're not gonna get it, and then they get it. Oh uh, yeah, you know, and so yeah. then it's like, <laughs> it's like joke, like no offense, but jokes on you because you've sit literally sat there and said, you know, I'm just gonna co- operate normally. And then look at how many people you've know, infected. That's why I did like, uh, like, and we're going to have to say close down. I'm not trying not to be hardcore about it, but it, like, there's going to like, it's something's got to give at some point in time for me being a business owner. It sucks. Right. Like, I, yeah, I get still make income over here, but like we, like people, um, um, well, eventually we'll start canceling their memberships because yeah. it's a service that they're not receiving. Yeah. So that's why we're really up in what we're doing with online stuff. But Yeah. Right, like hopefully you can give them 
you know, something, you know. Um, Which we will. Yeah. I mean, I, I believe that just from what I've already seen, you know. Yeah, that's, I mean, I think Cora, um, yeah, she left right before you got here. That's what she's, she's going to, to work on some stuff. We got, we got a lot, a lot of stuff that we're working on this week. Just like doing logistics of trying not to just jump the gun and start just throwing stuff out there, but like getting a good structure in place and developing a good plan of communicating with people and, right. and stuff like that. Well, I mean, then like we were saying earlier, just being understanding. But I mean, yeah, for for like you guys and just other people that offer a service, like I know, you know, there are plenty of businesses here that offer a service that aren't necessarily like restaurants and stuff that you can just still pick up and, mm-hmm. you know, get curbside delivery of your jujitsu membership, you know? Yeah. I mean, you can't, how do you, so I, I don't know, I'm really... I'm really concerned about how this is going to impact us economically. And then not only that, but like with nonprofits, like I just did a story about something like that. And like I was talking to Fred Teague at Respus and he was like, if there is like any part of you that feels like you need to give, like now is the time to do so because all of us are just going to be hit. And all I could think about was like, okay, you know, there are people out there that are obviously losing their jobs. They're going to either maybe be able to file for employment, unemployment, or maybe not. And then they're, they're going to come to these places like Respus or Help Network or um, Man House, Mainstream Mission. And those services, which are already not going to be properly funded in the first place, mm-hmm. are going to see an influx of people who need help with rent, housing, or rent, same thing, but rent and food. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. So, I mean... How, where does it end? You know what I mean? I mean, just where does it end? Um, yeah, it's it's not it's never a good time for this type of thing. Yeah. But um, it's, it's been it, it it's been a weird time. Yes, it's been so weird. <laughs> I don't know. We're all just trying to adjust and do the best we can. I don't I don't know that there's anything else we can do. But then you know, I still see people who <laughs> I literally just before I got here as I got on one of my social media pages and this girl uh was like I'm not trying to I guess I am kinda of judging her, but she was like uh I'm like quarantine or whatever yeah. and she was out at front street and I was like, Come on, like that's not please It's not what we're doing here, lady. Please you need to be right now. Like, oh man, <laughs> I, like so the other day, like oh, this is like last week, but I was like, I'm gonna go to Lowe's real quick. Uh-huh. And then I get there and like I just like something small. Like I like I had like literally what I was buying I held in one hand. Mm-hmm. It was like some clips for my heavy bags and stuff. But their registers were cl- were like their computer systems are down. Yeah. So like they were taking all the orders by hand and I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm just like, I got to get out of here because it was like <laughs> lines are just like backing up and I'm like, this is not what we're supposed to be doing people. <laughs> I can't believe I came here. Right. But yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's going to pass. Um, I think, I think what I think will happen and I think is a fair compromise I would say this. I would say if the governor came out today and was like, everybody stay quarantined for 14 days and then we'll resume normal activities. I think that that is, or everybody stay quarantined till April 17th. And we're going to, because if we can do that, I, you know, and like, I like the, the thing that's pissing me off is that there's still shit going on. Like at Lowe's. Right. And that's going to make us stay close for longer. Mm hmm. 
so it's like if they ultimately are going to order that should already happen right you know what i'm saying it really should have we, yeah. we have 165 cases let's see if it's been updated let's yeah it, it probably let's i mean see. i don't know i kind of think it's going to take longer than 14 days i mean oh wait that's a founding fathers quote okay <laughs> I usually, I always have it like right up on my phone, but uh, I was also doing research earlier. A founding father's quote. You've always got that on your phone. Uh, well, no, that, that, well, I always have the healthy Arkansas um, link on my, like r- right there up on my uh, Safari, oh, okay. uh, which has like the, we're 168. So we only went up three cases yeah. since yesterday. That's good. It jumped like 60 something cases yesterday. Yeah, I know. I, I was amazing but i mean i kind of i have expected that to happen because you know it takes a while for those results to get back yeah and so when apparently they tested a lot over the weekend mm-hmm. right i didn't know that yeah so i think they did like 500 tests over the weekend um, so yeah it's just insane and then like i don't know i feel like it's different for I don't know. There's two ways that I think adults and people my age look at it. And I guess I guess I'm technically an adult. I just don't consider myself like as an I'm not either. Adult, it's cool. Adult. I, hey, anyway. I, that's why I was like, hey, do you think I'm old? No. <laughs> right. Because I'm still trying to cling to that younger demographic. But like I, I'm like going to be 40 in like seven years. So it sucks. Well, it's like weird because you never think you're the age you're at. I that's, feel like yeah, I've talked to older people and they're like. I still like or even my parents they're on in their 50s I guess and they're like um you know we still feel like we're 20 or 30 like you know it's it's not like things have changed it's just my back hurts you know or something my back does hurt hmm. sorry but okay. anyway oh my point was that you know some some adults like middle-aged people are like you know I'm not gonna cancel my spring break trip for that and then some 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 peer some of my peers are the same way they're like you know i'm i'm gonna lose five hundred a thousand dollars if i don't go to the go to did you see that florida uh city council arguing video it went viral no i haven't seen oh they were like shouting match about really we should have closed the beach last week But yeah, I mean. Well, I mean, I'm sure you saw that same video, same video about all of those people packed. Yeah, it's, in there at it, their it, beach, that, and that's going to force my business to stay closed longer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Ultimately, so it's like I just wish that we would, um, we would act because uh, f- it's going to take a, a, I think, a federal order yeah. of like we're in a 14 day quarantine starting now. <sighs> And then America's not ready for that. You know, I was listening to I I love the Daily by the New York Times. I don't know if you listen to that, but it's like, I mean, they're like a lot of news organizations right now, just covering the pandemic. But um, but even before like the hysteria and everything, they were talking about can the U.S. handle something like because you know in China they just (laughs) they just were they're used to that you know order and responsibility and we are so not yeah and um see they've already done it in certain places but it doesn't matter that they're doing it there because it's not being done elsewhere right that's what i see right right? 
but yeah i mean i get it and like i know those people like in new york and san francisco like they're they seem to be responding somewhat well like i know uh some people that live in new york that i've seen posting Mm -hmm. and, and, and otherwise and i've I've seen people taking it different ways. Yeah. But universally, I don't see... Nobody I know is just universally just like freaking the F out about it. Right. But I mean, I just think about... I mean, I grew up up in Southwest Arkansas. And I saw this... uh, Hope. Oh, okay. So Bill Clinton and Watermelons. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, which of course, several places in Arkansas are like, oh, we have the Bill Clinton... Boy you know, head whatever. Home. Yeah, boy head at home, which is the exact same thing we have. But anyway, uh, I've got a lot of friends on, on that are just. I know if that happens here, they're just going to be like, "Oh, the government can't keep me." You know, <laughs> you know, they're going to well, be so. Like, here's how I feel about it: It's like government can't keep me closed for an undisclosed amount of time. Yeah. So that's why I just want in order to be handed down because it's like all these things are still happening. That's going to, that are going to cause the spread and hysteria to increase. Yeah. But it's like, I've been closed down the whole, like, you know, a few days. Yeah. So no, I mean, I'm totally with you. I just know weird. that there are people who are not going to comply. Like, which is so disheartening. We got to enact martial law and shoot those people <laughs> in the streets. Okay. <laughs> this is a dim conspiracy. <laughs> yep. All right, that's that's what I've have you heard that? Uh, I've no. heard that from I mean, several I've, people. This is a this I've is a democratic conspiracy. conspiracy. They're going to enact martial law. They're going to be mass arrests. And then I've heard that that's a Trump conspiracy. And I'm just like, look, the cops want nothing to do with us, and the National <laughs> Guard are like, like holding, like got little tents set up, you know, like yeah. a little like canopy set up, like helping check people in and out. Of, <sighs> I try not to indulge in that stuff too much because every me either because i feel like the more i see it the more i'm disappointed in the united united states and so as a whole i just get so disappointed in people every single day yeah. <laughs> like how like there was um there was this one that i saw that was like you guys know that it hasn't even affected kids yet and like oh, why aren't you and i was like Okay, so but it's gonna the affect kids, they're so the you carriers. can care. <laughs> like they were like, "Oh, it's just such a mass conspiracy to take away from the election." And I've heard that. I've heard a whole. It's bunch. all politics. Like how? How? <laughs> it's yeah. It's well, you know, whatever. I you know we we'll get back to normal eventually. Yeah, that's all we can say. Yeah. So and we should. Like, I guess I'll learn from this and prepare better for the future after this and whatever. Just kind of take it in stride and be productive right now. Like, right. that's like I still got up super early this morning. I fell asleep like super early. I thought like freaking like 6.30. <laughs> wow. I get up at four. So like my sleeping pattern gets weird. I didn't take a nap yesterday and I ran like three, three and a half miles mm-hmm. like later in the day. So... I just crashed super hard. Watching. Well, like, what time do you go to sleep normally? Because if you're getting up at four. Like nine-ish, nine to ten. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a pretty common, like, and I get enough sleep, and I usually sleep all the way through the night, but that's like, I, I my schedule is just irregular right now, and it's like, I'm trying to cling to this, like, mm-hmm. healthier routine that I'd built. So. Yeah. Well, it's actually kind of weird for me now that school is online. Like, it actually makes a better routine for me. Uh, weirdly like it you know because I've, I've um 
I like it when I'm on break and stuff because I can just go, you know, work nine to five, do whatever. But um, like with school, I had class at like nine and then I had a break for like an hour and then I had to go back at like, you know, 11 or noon. And so for me, it was like so weird and I felt like I was running all around all the time. So like at least, yeah, <laughs> at no, least right. now I can go 10 to five and then afterwards I can just see i super online and stuff but for for you and stuff like yeah so much different well that was like well i will i will say like i really appreciate the current structure of my day not like in this pandemic issue but like yeah uh so like everybody when i started teaching was like how are you possibly gonna do that (laughs) and i was just like you just watch and but it's like honestly like six hours a day i'm like really focused instead of like running around like what you're talking about right so like that six hours i would normally just be like oh i woke up a top morning class and then i came home mm-hmm. watched some documentaries mm-hmm. made some facebook posts yeah uh, you know uh watched some jujitsu videos went back taught noon class came home took a nap <laughs> Went to the teach evening class, taught evening class, came home, watched more documentaries. Yeah. You know, like, it's just like a, a routine I was in for like five years, probably. Yeah. Like at least four years after I got out of graduate school. Um, that's just like the routine. But when I started teaching, it was good because like th- at least three hours a day in my office, I'm like super productive. Right. Creating content. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's. It it really made things better for me. And then I teach three hours a day and mm-hmm. then I would go to the gym in the evenings. And now I started getting up earlier. I actually ta- do take a nap like about an hour a day usually, mm-hmm. but it's like a literal power nap. Sometimes it's only 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, oh, was it, I, w- I wanted to ask you if it was hard, um, like going from grad school to like from like being a student to a teacher or did you like plan to end up getting into academia yeah that was always my goal i just kind of totally lucked out and work uh, like i have a full-time position Mm -hmm. with a master's degree that's nice which is for a historian is not super common yeah i didn't want to teach high school i wanted to do something so i started adjuncting and it just turned into a full-time gig yeah but um yeah, I mean that was kind of just kind of like it was always my plan. It worked out exactly exactly the way I wanted. That's nice. So, uh, and that is like it's not it's not very common for that to happen. I, I'm I'm f- pretty fortunate in that regard. So, um, you know, we'll see where that goes. Yeah. I'm trying to. Do you know who Neil Harrington is? Yes. So he's been on my podcast. Um, but so the Arkansas Encyclopedia of History wants an article done on Neil Harrington. Hmm. So I'm going to be tr- be trying to be the guy that writes that article. Oh, so, cool. But there's things that like I want to do as a historian that I haven't done that I'm going to do for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, and I'm going to start with writing a series of articles. Mm-hmm. One for the encyclopedia. I want to do one for the Arkansas Historical Quarterly. So um, that's like in this time off, like that's the, st- the sort of stuff that I'm going to be trying to do to be productive as a, as a historian researcher and really just database my content. I'm going to wipe my personal YouTube and make that like my history class cool. YouTube. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really neat. I, I like seeing professors or people like do more, <laughs> you know, because like there are, some, there are a lot of 
I <laughs> probably put too much that. stuff in Bitebord. I'm like, you guys want, you guys gotta watch this <laughs> over here. Hey, Andrew Jackson, Good to Evil and Presidency, PBS. <laughs> and they're just like, PBS? What? <laughs> Like channel 13, like free TV. I'm like, yeah, it's super good, guys. Like, this is the this is gold standard for Andrew Jackson documentaries. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, whatever, dude. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, it's like so much nicer to see professors who are really into what they do, you know, because yeah, it, it just so that's makes the a difference. difference. Yeah, that is the difference. Yeah. Like, I was like typing up some super boring shit about the Constitution, and I was like, this won't be boring when I talk about it. Yeah. Because I will like, I will spice it up. Like, and two, because it's like, I'm going to tell it in a way that I want to understand it. Mm-hmm. You know, right. if that makes sense. No, like, that makes sense. It'll be, it's ultimately the way I understand it, but it, it doesn't have to be the way it was given to me. Yeah. Like verbatim. Right. Is what I'm saying. So like, that's where, uh, that's the kind of the cool part about like, but really, honestly, like per other professors I know filming videos right now, that's their hang up. Hmm. Like, I, 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 like, like, there's nobody there watching me. Mm-hmm. Like, where's my audience? I'm like, yeah. they're going to see it. Yeah. It's the same. But, but they're not there. Like, yeah. it's super, like I just talk to the camera mm-hmm. and I'm like, yes. Well, I mean, I honestly feel right now I feel more bad for professors right now than students because by now a lot of us yeah. have taken online classes so I already know how to do that but like a lot of professors are <sighs> I know. just used to that lecture only you know in cl- in person imagine only. every professor who's retiring this year there's some of those at tech right and yeah. then too there's a, a perfect like I have all of his powerpoints on this flash drive right yeah. here Dr. DeBlack who <laughs> retired from tech he um he gave me all of his PowerPoints the other day, but he's teaching a civil war class. He's retired from mm-hmm. tech last year, but he's teaching a civil war class face to face at uh, a college in Conway. Mm-hmm. And, um, then it got shut down, converted to all online. He's just like, ah, <laughs> like this is not what I signed up for. I mean, you know, cause he's like, I mean, that's like probably, it was probably, uh, very rewarding to him to still get to stand up right. and speak to people about it. And I, I know that's one, you know, that I initially, I didn't want to teach online because I didn't, I wanted to gain that experience of doing that, of talking right. to people face to face. Like even what I said to you, like the very beginning, it was nerve wracking for me. And I now I feel super comfortable. It's like after five years of doing that, um, I think I will, uh, by that time, I will probably be converted. Like, I think we're moving in a direction where education is going to be like 90% online. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I, yeah, I was thinking about that too. I was like, I'll bet, which I was a little little more optimistic than you just because I, I like in-person stuff and, and, you know, not doing things online. But I was like, I'll bet in 10 or 20 years, this is what it's all going to be. Yeah. You know, and that's And that's how I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to adjust my mindset to act accordingly to mm-hmm. that and database my content in a way moving forward starting with where i'm at right now it's like i'm trying to not just hastily like i've like working all this week mm-hmm. uh getting up to normal time just trying to get all that stuff together i mean yeah and then like with with my with my job and everything like i've had a you know i expect my career sometime in my lifetime to just go online because especially with how newspapers have been shut down um especially yeah. here in the past like i mean see i think know, it, i think it will I, I think it will create get creatively more digital yeah. you know what i'm saying so 
Yeah. I yeah, wonder if we'll it's warming see. up outside. I don't Is know. Is it supposed I to think, get sunshiny today? I really don't. I just saw it was going to be 50. Um, I don't know if it's going to... I think it's supposed to warm up the end, at the end of the week, which awesome. is, but I guess it doesn't matter because I'll be in my, in my apartment. I know. Week. <laughs> I'm, I've been going in. I filmed a bunch of videos at the gym a couple of days ago. Core and I are doing uh, a live tonight for our students. We're going to do some Zoom stuff. So mm-hmm. we're just rolling with the punches. That'll be cool. No pun intended. <laughs> hey, what does it feel like to get punched in the face? I was, I wanted, because I was like, how... I was like, I've never been punched in the face. What does that feel like? There's levels to it. Okay. Man. So, one, it's not as bad as you think. Okay. You've never been punched in the face. There's levels to it, and that like you get punched in the face, like you get hit in the nose, your eyes can get watery, so that sucks. So like, mm-hmm. I've never been hit in the nose very much, hmm. so I've been fortunate in that regard. You get hit in the jaw, that can rattle your nerves. Like right here, if you get if your jaw pushes in, it'll do it. Or mm-hmm. if it gets hit sideways, it'll do it. That's like rolling with the punch would be as you were getting hit, going with it. Huh. Right? So like that, that phrase I just said a second ago. Yeah. But um, if you're like super braced when you get hit and it turns your jaw sideways, but you don't roll with the punch and it, uh, it could... Let's say it doesn't knock you out. Right. It, it, it can it can feel devastating if mm-hmm. that happens. Also, if you get hit here or behind the ear, that's like more of a shot against your brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, most of the time, that's not going to be in the short term, at least. That's not going to be bad. But um, if you get hit really, really, really hard there, which should not happen in the gym. It should only happen if you're fighting. Um, or maybe training for a fight, depending on how hard you're training yeah. or if an accident happened. Uh, and accidents do happen too, so that's why. But it's like when you're just in the gym training, that shouldn't really occur. Like you shouldn't be going that hard because huh. long term, the brain damage results are are not good. Huh. So, you know, we weren't designed to get just hit in the head all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, so. I mean, how did you get into that world anyway? Like, because I mean, um, I just kind of, I kind of was just interested in it, and um. I started training and then the gym I was training at closed down and then I kind of got into doing what I'm doing now. Like long, long or the short of it. Hmm. So, but, um, I didn't start doing it until I was 19. Hmm. And so that's another thing. So, um, all of this has come about in the last 13, 14 years. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just, it just is really interesting to me. It is. It's interesting. I think it's something that's interesting for Russville to have because mm-hmm. we're different than any other gym that's around here. Right. For sure. Uh, with what we offer with the group fitness and yoga. And now we're have like hot yoga. And mm-hmm. it's going to be, it's going to be a real bangerang time. Okay. What is the difference between, I keep seeing like people go into like hot yoga classes, but I don't know what the difference is. It's just hot as fuck, I guess. I, okay. know, like, uh, I think it, it's just super is hot. Is this really steamy like or 90 something? 90-something degrees. Okay. They, they crank the thermostat way up and like, you know, it's kind of like you, you're, you can work up a sweat in yoga anyway like yeah, in a yeah, controlled temperature uh, environment like you say it's like let's say you had it i think we usually keep the gym at like 70 ish degrees or something mm-hmm. like 70 i think so but you can work up a sweat doing yoga then so uh with hot yoga it's just like basically kind of kind of cleanses your body too huh. so but we got a good floor for that uh, we're also going to have zumba classes in that room zumba. 
So nice. our Zumba instructor is like, uh, it's my buddy Colby. It's his sister. She teaches okay. at St. Mary's, but she's a, she's a rock star. Hmm. So that's yeah. really interesting. I don't know. It's just like when I was thinking about your gym and everything, I mean, I, I thought the same thing like this. It is really unique for, for our area to have because you know, there's, I mean, there's plenty of CrossFit places and like regular gyms, yeah. but I mean, there's a CrossFit place somewhere. that rented our, um, our previous gym so oh really yeah yeah Yeah. so yeah that is a a very growing um group fitness Mm -hmm. and i think it's great i just tell people like some people will not go work out by themselves like and honestly i tell everybody i'm like what's got me going to the gym more than anything like yesterday when i ran i was this and the godfather Hmm. audio books (laughs) right but i was just like the whole time i was running i was listening to godfather Mm -hmm. and it was much more enjoyable. I was like three laps, not that big of a deal. But if I was doing that, just nothing or even with just music, yeah. because music, like I like listening to music a lot, but it's not something I like doing while I'm exercising. It's almost hmm. just like, it's not stimulating for me while I'm exercising. I actually like listening to music when I clean the house. Yeah. So hmm. I don't know why, but like when I notice when I get listen to music, I want to get up and like do things around the house, but I don't want to exercise when I listen to music. It's like, I'm just like, uh, I've heard this yeah. song. It's weird. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if this is how it, how it goes for you, but I mean, if you've exercised so much that you only have that one gym workout playlist, you know, you know what I mean? Like that yeah. could probably get old pretty soon. And I you're know. just like, that's like, what's well, just the books are so good. Like mm-hmm. I just, I know that's not for everybody, but for me, like I, I read a lot since I've been on this downtime. I read a lot today, but I'm never one to like, I'll tell you exactly what I do. I'm like, I got all this info on the XYZ affair. Let's see what this book says about it. And I just like, I don't read the, that whole book though. There's that whole chapter even really at one sitting. It's like I pull from it as I kind of want to know more. Mm-hmm. But like with these audio books, I listen to whole books. I listen like some really good books lately. So right, I'm gonna. I want to start a books unraveled sh- site, like a sideshow podcast. Hmm. Right, that'd be pretty cool. My, my friend Thurman, he's gonna and his sister Julie, they've been on the podcast. They're gonna do an Arkansas unraveled podcast. That's cool. Um, I hope that reader, um, he, he's not going to be doing anything for my channel, but he's gonna use the studio during the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told him I might do. Anytime you want to record, yeah. I'll be at the university six hours a day. Like, go in and use it. Uh, and then on the weekends, like, that's with, like, this Arkansas show. It's going to be more, I think, documentary style. Yeah. Uh, with, like, some sit down. Like, that's, like, what that other table with the whiskey barrel is going to be good for. Yeah. So. That'll be really cool. I, I mean, it's a, it's a really, it's a really neat thing. And then, I don't know. Do you know anybody else around here that really does podcasts? Um, I don't think I know of really anybody. A couple that. of people. I mean, technically, that River Valley now with the sass and the beard thing is technically, I guess, a podcast <laughs> yeah. or something, right? I don't know. I don't really know what that is. Uh, but but I, I've had Nathan on the show before. Yeah. Um, I uh, I was like, he he comments on a lot of the things I post, and and he's he's fr- I would consider him a friend, but I'm like, he does like say like everything, like anything that he comments on is like kind of like a politician. Yeah. He's like, well, I agree with you, but 
Let's look at the deeper complexities of this issue in relation to my point of view on this. Like every time he replies, but but that's not the only interactions we have too. Right, like, right. I mean, it's definitely not. But like, it seems like in the Facebook comments that happens a lot. Yeah. But he's I like Nathan a lot. No, he's, I do he's, too. He's really nice. I think that he has the, the he personally has the best. Uh, I think for individuals at heart yeah. and, and, and has, and has like everybody opinions on community mm-hmm. and those aren't always the same. Like I know, like we were kind of like, um, I was, I was pissed off about the dog park thing. Yeah. Right? yeah. And he was commenting on that. And I'm just like, get out of here. <laughs> get out, go and get like, get out this comment. Yeah. Right. But, uh, but that's just, you know, like I, sometimes I do, like, I feel like a social and civic responsibility to provide commentary on things. And that's, that's what this podcast is partially about. Mm -hmm. People watch and it's, it's weird. I do know a lot of people's, it's like, I can't talk to everybody, but the podcast, I can get the word out about whatever it is that's going on. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting for sure. I like, yeah, I had just seen, oh, you had just shared the thing about, Tech not, um, oh, yeah, and then they came back and did it. And then they came back and did it. I didn't have anything to do with that. (laughs) I'm sure a bunch of people were pissed. Oh, heck yeah, but yeah, I did. I I, I was happy that they made that decision. Yeah, um, well, I think they should have done it in the first place, but you know, well, I don't know if you noticed, there's a whole bunch of technicalities to the plan they came up with. Yeah, I did see that too. There's Um, a whole bunch of uh, fine print on that, yeah. Yeah. It credits uh, and you got to get your paperwork in by here and case by case basis. And, exactly. Yeah. And if you no, don't do I it mean, by this day, you lose that. Well, and I mean, like somebody was saying, you know, they're re- they're underfunded and I get that. I do. But it's the fact that these students have already paid. Yeah. yeah underfunded. You know? Yeah. But here's but the I thing. Mean, they're for profit institution. Exactly. And everybody like, pays <laughs> out the ass for tuition. They're like, I accrued over $50,000 of debt mm-hmm. right, to get my master's degree of which I'm paying back very quickly. Mm-hmm. But they, they got all that money from me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they got that from how many people over. And it's like, I don't, I I think that anybody talking about their funding, like not saying you, but it's, It's I keep hearing that. And I'm just like funding. Yes. They get given additional funds after they rape people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like cost per credit hour has only gone up every year since I've been out of college and it went up every year, but one that I was in college. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's not a sustainable model. That's why it's now a narrative about student loan forgiveness, all this stuff, because it's too expensive. Even Arkansas Tech University, yes. but it's a third largest institution in the state. But, right. it's, it, but it's like the conversion to job ratio is mm-hmm. not working out. Well, and and I guess the fact is too, is that they've been underfunded for years on yeah. years and years. So they should like, be used yeah. to it. Yeah. By now. Well, well you know they, I mean? they should stop building a hundred different projects on campus. <laughs> well, I mean. Not sustainable yeah. model. Like there, when I, I believe when I got my master's degree, there was, um, I don't, there was an insane amount of building projects going hmm. on. They had like, were tearing down Wilson Hall, like all these things yeah. were going on. But, um, it just like, that's not sustainable either. Like. Yeah. Well, the fact, well, what they've done recently, which you you might know about some of this, but like they've 
you know, torn down some residence halls and they have this master plan that will eventually get more residence halls in the future, but not right now. So what they're doing is, you know, having double rooms, you know, for two people serve as a three, four person room, which is insane. Like you can't, you can't do that for these students here who are paying all this money. And it's, it just seems like the highest priorities should be like, lodging parking yeah like technology accessibility for students and and then like the like top quality professors Mm -hmm. like i don't uh get what i mean it's i I think that the tuition all these students are paying should be able to cover everything yeah you know what i'm saying like just tuition and fees alone yes uh should be able to cover everything Mm -hmm. like state state funding or no like you know Everybody has to pay to go there for yeah. the most part. So, it's if it were a private institution, I, w- I would say some different things. But yeah, like a, like U of O or something. Yeah, like I get I get that more. Or in like if it was the like U of A, largest university in mm-hmm. the state, I could get that a little bit too. But, I mean, I don't know. They've attracted some not great PR. <laughs> well, know? yeah, at least they did kind of come back. Um, mean, but it's like damage, guess, damage done. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I mean, it, like you said, it's still not. <laughs> I, w- I remember you want it to be. a while back I shared some meme and I didn't even make the meme. Somebody else did, mm-hmm. but it was like, it was like the guy was like, like shooting somebody in the background. It was like Russellville progress. And he's like, why would the casino do this or something? <laughs> like, it was something super funny like that, but it got like hundreds of shares. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. Like, uh, cause like people at work that I wasn't friends with on Facebook were like, bro, I saw that post you made and it was hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, we're not even friends. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, yeah. it, uh, it was like our, my sec, my boss's secretary said that. And I was like, oh yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. I didn't make that. Yeah. I think I, I think I saw that too. I it was, was super was, funny, but it went viral. It, so I don't know. I wish well, my podcast it? would go viral like that. Come on. What's it feel to be like a local celebrity, Brian? It's just like, I, like all things I had going on at that time, I just hated that it had to be controversial. Yeah. You know, like I, Corey and I literally are like trying to like provide a, a good for the community mm-hmm. and don't want to get embroiled in nonsense. Yeah. So. No, I mean, it, it's fair. You shouldn't, you know, but I mean, also you can't help it goes viral either yeah uh, you know at least it at least it wasn't i don't know anything worse you know or like relevant you know it was relevant to then because yeah that was when that was when all that casino stuff was going down like it would change every day i remember yeah why would why would it do this like that's a super funny meme mm-hmm. um anyway meme culture yeah, it's crazy. It can be used to influence everything, too. It really can. Yeah, it can. I hate it, and I I don't know. It's a good thing and bad thing. I don't... I don't know. I like that people are able to share that stuff and, you know, can be funny and stuff, but when it... It's when a Pandora's it box. Serious it's or a like, Pandora's box, Or sure. like when people look at it and are like these are the facts about this this and this i'm like i just uh maybe like you know yeah 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 everybody it is uh it's like a um 
like a cesspool of people's opinions. Yeah. Right. Like it it's, really is. It's like, like there's some really good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Right. That's another thing. It's like, it's like with all things, it's like, mm-hmm. is, is there enough good to justify the existence? Like, uh, I was talking with a professor friend of mine about the dark web mm-hmm. uh, and like it's created by the United States Navy. It's right. a taxpayer subsidized. So you and I pay for it. But yet there's human sex trafficking and child pornography on there. Right. Right. But we pay for that. Mm-hmm. But, but, but it's for the security of our blah, blah, blah. And there's this and that. And it's like good. And this is, is maybe better than all that bad. And like how many justifications we make like that in right. everything. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so hard because, you know, it doesn't, it's like, it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. Like it's about freedom of sharing you know like yeah. it's like we are well and that's we the pandora's box is we are, we were already given the platform yeah now you can't start limiting it and taking it away exactly well like that that's kind of what um a lot of what tech dealt with when the nazis were coming oh, on campus no. do you remember that yeah, and do. um so the thing is is that you it doesn't matter if you don't like it or not they have a right to come on the campus yeah which is you know i we all hate that, but there's nothing you can do. So, I mean, it's like the same thing for the internet. Like, you know, you hate what your well, we should have We should have been ahead of cyber law 10 years ago. Oh, you know what I'm yes. saying? Like, I remember it being a major topic that was talked about in some of my history classes when I was an undergraduate, uh, which would have been like 2010. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I don't think we've come a long, long way on cyber law. I feel like we're trying to put out all these brush fires. And meanwhile, there's right. like a whole like city that is, is been engulfed yeah. in flames that we're oh, well, we'll deal with that later. Well, I mean, I've just, I've heard way too many stories about people in eighties, nineties who did not think that this was going to be as big as, as big as it was like, especially when we're, when I'm in school and I'm learning about like the history of like newspapers as far as like online and stuff, um, <laughs> like it really only did got serious until, or I'm sorry, I can't talk. It didn't get serious until like after 9-11, which is, seems way far behind because it was out there. Yeah. I don't know. It's just nobody took it s- seriously. I don't know. If we I just, just pay, it was going to blow over. If we pay the TSA enough, we don't have to go through their thing. That's all I know. Not. What is that all about? I don't know. What do you do, What do you mean? So, have you flown a lot? Uh, yeah, I have. So, if you fly, you know, I have to go get. I get. I got. I get frisked all the time now. Like really? the last two times I've flown, I got frisked there and back both ways. Hmm. Like, like everything. And I'm just like, and I'd never been frisked before. But you can pay extra to not have to deal with that shit. Hmm. I had no clue. So it's like, is that when I'm allowed to take drugs and shit? Like. Like there's a little literal loophole in the TSA where you're like, you don't, you get like fast track through if you pay like $80 a year or some shit like that. Yeah. It's great. It's It's a wonderful, wonderful hole in this is, but that is something that's like that level of security has only come about since 9-11. That's kind of what made me think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I had no clue. You know, you, I would think that there would be, you know, no option. It doesn't matter who you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you're un, in some kind of emergency, you know, like, I don't know, like you're, you know, 
a president, like president, vice president or whatever. And you have to, you know, you take private plane or something like that's how you avoid that. But like, I don't know. I didn't know that you could do that. That's crazy. Yeah. You learn yeah. something new every day. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> what we should be doing. Yeah. That. Well, um, I said, let's just go ahead and wrap it up. Okay. It's been a super productive, uh, conversation. Alrighty. I've been like, uh, reader and I did three hours the other day, <laughs> Really? Yeah, which takes like eight hours to render the video. Are you serious? It takes so long. <laughs> I, I'm getting a better computer for, um, the new studio that is kind of designed to do faster. I was about, about cut my time in half on stuff like that. So I'm just having to wait. So that's kind of the, there, there's a, a definite lag time of not having an editing lackey. I need a, an editing lackey to run that side mm-hmm. of my podcast. Like, Hey, here's the thing, put it on there, write the text. See you later. Yeah. Eventually. That's mm-hmm. like, I tell Cora all the time. I'm like, you should not get paid shit for martial arts. You should not get paid shit for history. Don't get paid shit to podcast, <laughs> but I'm on the same model. So, so looking you go. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, thanks so much, Hannah. Thank you for having um, me on. Maybe we can do this again sometime. Yeah, for sure. uh, if you ever have anything you want to come talk about, um, let me know. Um, or if you ever have, like, I know you've reached out to me a couple of times, hit me up anytime. Sure. So, all okay. right. Thanks. Cool. All right.